Evangelist Stacy Gibson uh, here at Community Baptist Church. Pastor Eddie Jones, I love you, and he has opened up his pulpit to me, and I want to come to you tonight and speak a message, if I may. We're going to be looking at uh, King David and, and him uh, being in chapter 11 of 2 Samuel, by the way. 2 Samuel chapter 11, we're going to read verses 1 through 11 tonight, and we're going to be talking about King David. King David. Uh, let's go ahead and start reading. Verse 1 says, And it came to pass after the year was expired at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. And it came to pass in an evening tide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her, and she came unto him, and he lay with her. For she was purified from her uncleanliness, and she returned to her house. And the woman conceived and sent and told David and said, I am with child. And David sent to Joash, or Joab, saying, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. And when Uriah was coming to him, David demanded of him how Joab did and how the people did and how the war prospered. And David said to Uriah, Go down to thy house, wash thy feet, and Uriah departed out of the king's house, and there followed him a mess of meat from the king. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of the Lord, and went not down to his house. And when they had told David, saying, Uriah went not down into his house, David said unto Uriah, Camest thou not from thy, from thy journey? Why then didst thou not go down unto thy house? David's trying to cover it up. What had happened? Verse 11 says, let's look at what Uriah said. And Uriah said unto David, The ark and Israel and Judah abide in tents. And my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go into my house to eat and to drink and to lie with my wife? Notice the character of this man. He, he knows his brothers are out on the battlefield. And, he, and he's like, I'm not going home to my wife. No. Shall I go into my house to eat and to drink and to lie with my wife as thou, as, as thou livest and as thy soul liveth? I will not do this thing. If I can, just for a moment, I'd like to speak to you on stay in the battle. Stay in the battle. I'm going to do something a little bit different here, right? I'm going to pray, but I'm going to ask God to come down. Right now, I know that we're in some uncertain times in the world. And right now, Christians, we're battling, we're going through things. There are people in their homes right now 
that are scared in fear. And I'm telling you right now, Satan is going to use this against you. And I'm telling you right now that we need to stay in the battle. So I'm going to praise God for a minute here. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask God and I'm going to ask His Spirit to come down upon us right now, Father dear Lord. Right now, in Jesus' name I pray right now, Father dear God, I need your help, Father dear Lord. I can't make a difference, Father dear God. I need to say stuff that's real, Father dear Lord. I need to touch hearts tonight, Father. Excuse me. You need to touch hearts, dear God. You just need to use me, dear God. In a mightily way, Father, dear Lord, right now. And dear God, I'm going to praise you right now, Father, in Jesus' name. I love you, dear God. I thank you, dear God. I praise you, dear God, for all that you do, Father, dear Lord, right now. And dear God, I need your help. I need the power of the Holy Spirit to come down. I need it to rest upon me. Give me a double portion, Father, dear God, that I may speak what you would have me to say, that I may not stumble over my words, Father, dear God, that I may say what the people need to hear, Father, dear Lord, that you would use me as your instrument tonight, dear God. I can't make any effect. I can't do anything, dear God. I must decrease and you must increase, Father. And I praise your name tonight. Praise God. I pray for all the people right now, Father, dear Lord, that are out there suffering, dear God. I pray for all the people out there right now, dear God, that are, that are searching for answers, Father, dear God. I pray right now, Father, dear God, for all the lost people that are out there right now, Father dear God, that needs you. They don't even know they need you. I pray for all the hatred in this country that we have, Father. I lift you and I glorify you, Father. And I praise you, dear God. Help me tonight, Father, dear Lord. I can't do this by myself. America, we can't do this by ourselves. We need you, Father, right now in Jesus' name. I'm a, I'm a nobody, Father, dear Lord. I'm a nothing, dear God. But I need you, Father, dear Lord. I want to make a difference. I want to be an impact. I want to make an impact. I want to touch and change lives tonight, Father, by the words that you say using me. In Jesus' name I pray. Praise be to God. Glory be to God in Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Let's look at King David here tonight. King David, let's look at King David because let me just tell you, let's look, I'm going to give you some, some things here about King David and let's just see, that, and it doesn't matter how great you are, it doesn't matter what you've done, sin can get you. Sin is not a respecter of person, sin can come at you, sin can get you. David, not just David, King David. We know right now that he wasn't always king, he started out, God took him from a little lowly shepherd board a shepherd boy, but God made him a great king. And he was a great king, but even great kings can fall. Even great kings can sin. David, the well-beloved of God. David was well-beloved of God. David had a great relationship with God. How can you write all the Psalms if he didn't? How, David was a great man. He was built a great character. He loved God. God loved him. He communed with God. They spoke with each other. They did great things together. He was the well-beloved of God. He was the son of Jesse. He was the youngest son. He was the keeper of the sheep at one point in time. He was the slayer of a lion and a bear. He wasn't scared. He wasn't fearful. He stood up. He was bold. He was the slayer of Goliath the giant. Remember that? Remember, it's like, you know, everybody else was in fear, but we got this little ruddy boy named David, and he wasn't scared. He stood up for God, and he said, you know what? Why in the world are y'all not standing up? He said, this guy's defying the, 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 the children of Israel. He's defying our God. Somebody stand up to this giant. 
He was the defeater of that giant. We all know that story. He was the one that Samuel anointed to be king over Israel. And David is, is known to probably wrought more than this, but it's, he, wrote, he wrote at least 73 of the Psalms, including the 23rd. One of the greatest Psalms in the book. I want you to notice that David was the servant of God who would not kill King Saul because he was God's anointed at the time. Even though King Saul definitely wanted to kill him. He was David the, the warrior. He was David the compassionate. He was David the tenderness. He was the gentleness of this man. The tenderness of this man. And sadly, we're going to look at tonight the sin of this man. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. I thank God tonight for all He's done for me. I thank God tonight for saving my soul. I thank God from where He's taken me from being a nobody and making me somebody. And hey, I'm not a king, but I'm somebody in the eyes of God, and so are you. God loves each and every one of us. There's nothing, there's nothing you can do to make God love you anymore. You can't. There ain't nothing you can do, and there ain't nothing you can do to make Him love you any less, even your sin. That's comforting tonight. That's great to know tonight. And I thank God and I praise Him for all He's done in my life. But I have to be on guard each and every day. And I have to understand that I need to stay in the battle. Because I take one little small break, as we're supposed to see here. Just one small break and I'm done. I'm toast. I could be, it could be, my life could be ruined. Look at some key notes here. God loved David. God loves you. David is a prime example of this love. He's a prime example of there's nothing you can do to make him love you anymore, nothing you can do to make him love you less. David is that prime example of this. No matter how close you walk with God, no matter how much God has blessed you, no matter what great history you have with God, no matter how perfect track record you have with God, no matter how many great successes you have, no matter how many people you've led to the Lord, no matter what kind of great dynasty or ministry that you have built, if you step out of the battle for just one minute, Satan wants to destroy you. If you step out of the battle just for a moment, Satan's going to attack. David had an innocent thing. There was nothing wrong with what David really wanted to do, right? Hey, all the kings, all the kings, they were all going on to war. They were going to fight. There was a time for that, right? Where should David have been? I think we can all agree he should have been on the battlefield. But what did he do? He just wanted to take one simple little break. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, Satan will grab us and he'll defeat us. Satan's job is to destroy each and every one of us here tonight. Satan's job is to destroy us. Satan's job is to defeat us. Satan's job is to take us out of commission. And I want you to know that the more, if you look at it, the more you're doing for God, the more you have accomplished for God, the more Satan wants to destroy you tonight. Are we better than David? I don't know about you, but last time I checked, I'm not a king. Are we better than David? I don't know about you, but the last time I checked, I'm not a king. I'm not rich. And if God... Excuse me, if Satan will attack 
King David, who accomplished all these great things for God, don't you think he's going to do the same for you? Don't you think he's going to attack you? Don't, don't you think he wants to destroy you? If you are saved, if you're a child of God, Satan desires to sift you. Satan desires to have you. Satan desires to destroy you tonight. Oh, you don't, You want Satan to leave you alone? I can tell you right now. I can tell you right now how you can get away with Satan leaving you alone. Hey, just don't do nothing for God. That's all you got to do. Just don't do nothing for God. Just close your Bible. Stop praying. Stop giving your tithes. Satan won't bother you one another. Stop going to church. He won't bother you at all. But if you're paying your tithes, if you're going to church every time the doors are open, if you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, if you're reading your word and you're studying the Bible and you're getting and you're asking God, you're listening, you're obeying, and you're doing whatever you can, Satan is going to attack you and Satan wants to destroy you. We're no different from King David. We're just a man, and he was a man. If we look at the church today, I would say that Satan is winning the battle. Now, I, can't, I said, you know, going to church and things like that, but I know this. I'm, I'm speaking right tonight in a time when the church doors are closed, when, the, when we got this COVID 19 virus going around, and, the, and Satan is loving it. He's loving it. He said, I'm going to shut the doors of the church. Yes, finally. He has distracted us. He's sidelined us. He's got us fighting amongst ourselves, and he's got most of us defeated tonight. Why? Because we're at home. And I'm going to tell you one thing right now. I find it difficult to speak. I had to start this tape over three different times because Satan doesn't want this to come forth. He doesn't want me to preach like I need to be preaching. He wants to defeat me. He wants me to go back to my truck right now and get my truck and go home and say, you know what? I give up. It's over. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to believe in God. And I'm going to keep fighting the battle. I don't care if I have to reset the tape 15 times. God is on my side. God loves me. God wants His Word to be out there. God wants us to stay in the battle tonight. We don't need to take any breaks. Now more than ever, we don't need to take any breaks. We need to be fighting. Our world is in a terrible place. Our world is in terrible shape right now. There's division among the people. There's a hatred that's out there that can't be stopped. I'm telling you, I, this crisis usually pulls people together. I'm telling you, there's people that hate so much right now that they are full of Satan. They hate so much right now that no amount of any tenderness can touch their heart. None whatsoever. Nothing could help them. I believe they're too far gone. You could tell I me, mean, I don't care who, I'm not going to, I don't want to get off on political things. I really don't because I, but I'm, I'm just telling you right now, I'll say this much. I don't care who's in office. God put them there and we need to pray for them and we need to support them. God sets up kings and God, kingdoms and God tears them down. Yeah, we vote. God gives us that right. And I love the, the fact that we live in a democracy in and in a country where we have the freedoms and liberties we do. But let me tell you right now, we have to understand that whoever is in there, we need to pray. And we don't need to hate somebody so much that we can't see the light, that we can't see uh, we can't have forgiveness in our heart. And I'm telling you, there's people out there today that, 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 ain't, that can't forgive for no, over nothing. And Satan is using that to destroy the church. Satan is using that to destroy. He's using it to divide America. 
And he's having a field day right now because guess what? People are at home right now, like I said before. People are at home right now. They can't spill the Spirit like they can. It's not the same when you listen to church on TV. It's when two or three are gathered in His name. That's when the difference is made. And I'm telling you right now, now more than ever, we need to stay in the battle. We don't need to take a break one other. That means right now you need to shut your TV off. You need to get in, a, get in your prayer closet. You need to get on your knees. You need to start praying to God. You need to start listening to God every day. Now more than ever, we need to be listening to God. Now more than ever, we need to be calling out to this God. Now more than ever, we need to be in our Bibles and studying and reading and digesting and important. Now more than ever. David, the great David, he failed. He made a mistake. Walking around out on the terrace. It just started out, hey, I'm just going to take me a little pajama day. I'm just going to take the day off. Like I'm just going to sit around and not watch some Netflix. Hey, I'm just going to, I'm not even going to get out of my pajamas. I'm just going to sit around. I think I'll do this. Ooh, let me see. Let me see what's going on here, you know? Oh, you know what? I think I'll walk outside next thing you know. Oh, my goodness. Who is that? Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, I shouldn't be looking. Sin. Just that quick. Just that quick sin to come upon you. Just that quick. Out the idle hands is the devil's workshop. We need to stay on our knees. We need to stay in God's Word. We need to stay in the battle. Now more than ever. That's all it took was just one little simple look. Next thing you know, he's calling for her. Next thing you know, he's lied with her. Or he laid with her. Next thing you know, she's pregnant. And here he is trying to cover it up. I didn't even read in my text what goes on. We know right now, later on, they said, put your eye on the front of the battlefield, and everybody else pulled back. So he tried to cover it up. He wanted him to go to his house. He wanted him to lie with his wife. So when the kid came, he could say, good deal, you're right. You got another son. And then Solomon would have never been king. See, God had a plan. God always has a plan. And God always... Finds out. Be sure your sins will find you out. You can't. You can hide it from the pastor. You can hide it from your brother. You can hide it from your father. You can hide it from your wife. You can hide it from your kids, but you can't hide it from God. God knows all things, and God knows exactly where your heart is. I'm telling you tonight, we need to stay in the battle now more than ever. Do you not agree with me tonight? Are you not seeing what I'm trying to say? We need to stay in the battle because, see, it's not going to take much longer than, we're, than the church doors are closed. Oh, we're live streaming, brother. Is it the same? Do you feel the same? I'm coming together, the, 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 the brothers and sisters, two or three gathering in a name, you feel the spirit moving? You know, do you feel it? Is it the same? As me and my wife were sitting now, we're trying to have revival because I would put recordings of revivals out. But you know what you can't do in revival? You can't pause and say, let me go do some laundry and put the clothes uh, in the, excuse me, in the dryer right quick. Distractions. <laughs> oh boy. Wait a minute, I got a phone call. I got to take this. If I was in the church building, I wouldn't have took that phone call. If we was in the church house, she wouldn't have put clothes in the dryer. See, anytime, any kind of little distraction you can get, Satan is going to use that, and he's going to get you out of the spirit. He's going to get you talk, thinking fleshly for just a moment. And the next thing you know, it, it just ain't the same. The church, we're in, we're in dangerous times right now. Now, I, I will say this much. I'm going to say this. 
I'm going to say that David's sin had consequences. David just wanted to take a small day off. Next thing you know, he's seen a naked woman. Next thing you know, he's lied with her or laid with her. The next thing you know, she's pregnant. The next thing you know, he's killed the husband to try to cover it up since he wouldn't you know, go down and, and eat and lie with his own wife. Satan, tried, I mean, Satan has, has grabbed hold of King David, got into that circumstance, and the next thing you know, one thing led to another, just like it does with me and you today. And all of a sudden, the consequences of sin has reared its ugly head. Just like with your life right now, the consequences of your sin. I tell my daughter this, she's telling me this all the time, I said, your choices, every choice you make has consequences. Every choice. And sometimes we make the wrong choices, don't we? David's choice was just to take a day off. You know what? Y'all go to battle. I'll stay at home. Choices have consequences and sin. God is going to judge sin. God is not going to put up with the country. God is not going to put up with the world. God's not going to put up with the nation that continues to disobey Him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if this hurts. It's going to hurt real bad here. I'm sorry, but God is not going to put up with a nation that murders babies every year and lets you get away with it. God's not going to put up with a nation that is simply just pulls God off a shelf whenever we need Him and then put Him back when we're through with Him. God's not going to put up with that. God's not going to put up with the lukewarm Christian that we have today. Yes, lukewarm. Most of us, if you check, do a salvation, not a salvation, but do a, a spirituality check right now on yourself and find out where are you at with God right now? Are you praying constantly? Are you praying without ceasing? Are you staying in God's Word? Or do you go, or do you get up in the morning and say, Dear God, uh, whoo, I, I slept a little bit late. I got I to gotta get on to work. Dear God, you understand. I thank you, God, for understanding. Whoo, but let me get on to work. I get on to work, and they say, You know, oh, dear God, you know, I guess I need to do my job now. Let's do my job. Oh, dear God, I, you know, but I'll catch you later when we get home, right? Oh, God, I'm coming home. Whoo, 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 get home to the house. And they say, You know, oh, my goodness, wait a minute, I'm home now. Ooh, I'm so tired. I work all day today, dear God. You know that. You understand, don't you, God? You understand, right? Oh, I'm going to eat right now. Boy, I'll tell you what, that's the worst thing you can do sometimes. Oh, boy, I just, honey, that was a great meal. Oh, it was awesome. I loved it. Woo, I think I'm just going to sit down just for a minute. Just for a minute. I think I'm just going to sit down just for a minute. And what ends up happening? <laughs> what ends up happening? That minute turns into two, the two turns into four. Next thing you know, it's 10, it's 20, it's 30. Next thing you know, it's time to go to bed. You ain't done nothing but sit in your recliner all night long. I'm tired of working all day. You don't understand. We're not getting in God's Word like we should. It's time to cut that idiot box off. We're not getting in God's Word. We're not studying. We're not meditating. We're not praying. Let me tell you, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna, I will give you a good, I'm gonna give you a good recipe for success. Because if I can do it, anybody can do it. And it, you know what? I'm not gonna never come against the children of Israel for wandering around the desert for 40 years. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm 53 years old. And I can guarantee you, I, I think I have wandered for 40 years in the desert. I remember the day that God got a hold of me and got me back in church and got me where He was at. But I've still made plenty of mistakes since then. I've still did a few wonderings. But God's gotten a hold of me now, and I don't see it ever letting go. Why? Because I understand the severity of it. I understand the seriousness of it. And I'm in a place right now that I thank God and I praise Him today, tonight. 
because I feel like I'm right in the center of his will, doing what he would have me to do. Why? Let me give you this recipe. Let me tell you something. You get up each and every day, each and every day. Get up before you even put your feet on the floor, dear God. I pray right now you give me the heaven of salvation, dear Lord. I pray right now that I put on the breastplate of righteousness. Dear God, I pray that I put uh, get my spirit of the sword and my shield of faith, dear God, right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I pray you gird my loins with truth, and I pray you shod my feet with the preparation of peace. In Jesus' name, get up praying. First thing you do, before you feed him, hit the floor. I want to, you want to put on that whole armor because Satan is not. Satan's there waiting. He's in the corner just waiting for you. He's lurking. He's always looking for you to mess up. He wants you to sleep. He wants you to roll over, hit snooze. He wants you to keep doing those things. You put on that whole armor. And then you get up early. Don't get up in time enough for you to get to work. Go ahead and get up early. Go ahead and get up early and be prepared to pray to God. Now, I pray before I get out of bed, but then I get up and I, I do some more praying. I may make some coffee or something, but then I get back. I get right back to my knees and pray on your knees if you can, possibly. And I don't stay on my knees. I start out on my knees and then I end up on the couch because I'm going, "Woo, boy, that you know, it hurts sometimes when you get older." But start out on your knees if you can. I know there's some people, old people with certain physical disabilities that can't. But if you can, honor and reverence God in that way. But you get on your knees. What am I saying? I prayed you get on the whole arm before your feet touch the floor. Then you move to, a, the, to, to your prayer closet. Then you get on your knees and pray. But you know what? We, we're, we're good at that. Brother Stacy. I pray all the time. I pray. I pray. I pray. That may be fine and dandy and well, but do you listen? Because that's what's wrong with America right now. We pray. We call, we're good at calling out on God when we got something going on. Oh, God, help us with this COVID-19. God, we need you. We need you. We need you. We need you right now, Lord. Please help, help, help. Well, really? And then, boy, when we're in trouble, we're, we're quick to get in this word. Dear God, oh, dear God, I need some help here tonight. Dear Lord, please speak to me. Show me something. Well, you know, if that's a daily part of your routine is getting in God's word, if it's a daily part of your routine to listen to God, then you won't be frantic like that. Because let me tell you something. God just don't want you to pull him out whenever there's a crisis. God wants you to pull him out daily. So here we go. Here's my recipe. Here we're going to keep going with it. So you've gotten up. You put your whole armor on before you feed it to four. Then you got up and maybe made some coffee, whatever you need to do. I know some people can't function without it. I know, I, you know, uh, like my wife. But let me just tell you what. Once you get through with that, you get on back down on your knees and you get you a piece of paper, notebook or something, and a pen and God's Word. See, nobody ever taught me that when I was younger. Nobody ever taught me that when I got saved. Hey, that's the way you do it. You're there. Why? Because Satan will use anything he can to distract you. Put yourself in a place. Put yourself in a place. Where take your cell phone and throw it in another room. Put yourself in a place where you ain't going to hear the TV, where you ain't going to hear no distractions, where you ain't going to hear nothing. And you get along with God and you put, you roll your sleeves up and you get to work with prayer. You know, we pray it ain't just a little two-second prayer. Oh, dear God, I just pray right now. Lord, Lord, you, you know what I want. You know what I need. Prayer ain't about praying for you all the time either. Let me tell you something. Prayer right now, is, is when you learn how to pray, let me tell you something else. Jesus' name is not some tag you put on the end of prayer just so you can whoo, claim it and get, get what you want. <laughs> let me tell you something. Prayer in Jesus' name 
means I'm praying according to His will and I'm praying the way He would have me to pray. I'm saying, Lord, teach me to pray according to Your will. And you'll find your prayer life changing. You'll find yourself going from, dear God, bless me. Dear God, give me. You'll be saying, God, bless them and God, give them. The only things you find praying for yourself is, dear God, I want a closer walk. Dear God, reveal yourself to me. Dear God, speak to me through Your Word this morning. Dear God, give me a job to do for You. Dear God, help me to stay in the battle. Stay in the battle. Moving right along with the success here. How do we have good success? Okay, we have uh, we've gotten out of bed. We put our whole armor on. We're in our prayer closet. We've got our piece of paper. We've got a pen. We've got God's Word. We've rolled our sleeves up. And we're praying like we need to be praying. We're praying for this world. We're praying for America. We're praying for our president. If you voted for him or not. We're praying for our pastor. We're praying for the church. We're praying for lost people. We're praying for the orphans. We're praying for the hungry. We're praying for those that, that have lost their jobs. We're praying for all the medical people that are out there on the front lines of this battle. We're praying that God find a cure for that. But we're also praying, dear God, that people would say, what are you trying to show me? God, what are you trying to show? Dear God, why would God just say, well, God put this on us for a reason? Yes, He did. Or either He allowed it for a reason. 9-11, I can't remember how the churches, I can't remember how the churches were full that week, right? Every church door was slapped full of people. Every church building. Full of people ready to serve and praise God. Bring Him honor and glory, right? And then it just runs the law. God don't want that. I tell you, when this is virus, and if, 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 if Lord willing, if this thing goes over with and, and we get back to, to normal, God don't want us back to normal. God don't want you to go back to being a lazy Christian. God don't want it to go back to you putting him on the shelf. God wants change. And we need to ask God right now, why did you bring this upon us? And when we're on our knees in our prayer closet, we need to be asking God, why, dear God? Show me, show me right now, dear God, what it is. And I'm going to tell you right now, 90% of the time, God's Excuse me, 100% of the time God's going to show you what the problem is and 90% of the time we'll find it's probably sin. Something we're failing to do. How are you going to know what God would have you to do? How are you going to be obedient to God tonight if you ain't listening? I tell you, this thing has come upon us right now is because we're not listening. We're, we're praying. We're sending it one way. Dear God, give me. Dear God, give me. Give me, Lord. Give me, Lord. Give it to me, Lord. I need it. Oh, thank you, Lord, for answering my prayers. There you go. I'll put you back there. I'll come back to you when I need you. And we go on and we just do whatever we want to do. Oh, it's, it's, it's fine. It's all about me. So we're in our prayer closet. We're praying. We're asking God. God, show me. Reveal your will to me. God, help those people. Dear God, you're praying like you, I mean, you are really getting business and down to business with prayer. But then there's something else. I told you to have your piece of paper. I told you to have your Bible open because you don't never need to pray with that. Because something you need to do every time you pray if you can. Now, I know there's times you're riding down the road talking to God. There's nothing wrong with that. Because the Bible does say pray without ceasing. How do you pray without ceasing? That's, a, uh, that's something we need to do. That's something you can do in your truck. That's something you can do. And God doesn't expect you to pull over every time he gives you a message or something to write down. But there's a time. There needs to be a set time. And Joshua says, the, in Joshua 1, it's, it's a perfect recipe. And it's basically what I'm giving you here right now. Because it says we need to meditate day and night. So we need to. So that's day and night. 
So that's at least right now. And you can say all day and all night. No, God, we can't do that. We got jobs and everything. So that makes me know that you need to pick a time in the morning and a time in the evening to do this. The rest of the time is pray without ceasing. The rest of the time is pull out your Bible if you got a little pocket knife or something. Is what Pastor Eddie calls it. And pull it out and just and just and just have it just just in case, right? You know, got that Bible I keep in my truck with me. You never know when you might need a little scripture. But like I said, you're in your prayer closet and you you prayed to God. Okay, you're through praying. I don't care if you pray for a powerful 15 minutes. I don't care if you pray for 30 minutes. I don't care if you pray for an hour. Pray. Pray until God tells you to get up. And if you don't know how to listen to God, let me tell you something. That's what you need to learn how to do. You've got to train your spirit. It's not easy. Because you go, you're going to have Satan whispering in your ear a lot too. You need to learn how to listen to the voice of God. And that's why you need the piece of paper and a pen. You need to pray. And then you need to say, God, this is your servant, dear God. I've given you everything. I've laid my whole prayer before you, Father. And dear God, I'm going to stop. Before I get up and rush off to work, before I get up and do anything, God, I'm listening. Is there anything you want to say to me? It may not happen that day, but you keep praying that way, and pretty soon you're going you're gonna to be excited, so excited. <laughs> you're going to be so pumped up, you're going to have to tell somebody. You're going to say, man, I heard from God today. You ain't going to believe what he told me. Because there's been times, and I've learned this right now, there's been times that God will say, go to Psalms, so-and-so. And I go over there. And let me tell you something else. Sometimes it ain't always right there. God may tell me to go to Psalm 71, and I read Psalms, a whole chapter, and I'll be like, well, I don't know, God. And I've had the Holy Spirit say, keep reading. And you read like three more verses, and there it is. Bam. It's just what you needed. I've had God tell me before, turn two pages back. And I turn two pages back. God says, look there. There's your answer. God, yes, God does speak. There's a small, still voice. God speaks to me. I'm sorry if he does to you. You need to train your spirit. He is speaking loud and clear to people, and he's speaking now more than ever. He wants you to listen. And let me tell you something. Well, Brother Steve, that's fine and daddy. I'm glad that God is working with you that way, and that's fine and everything. But let me tell you something. You have God's word. You start reading God's word, but you have that piece of paper, and you have that pen. Because God's going to tell you things, and if you don't write it down right then, Satan is going to, you're going to forget it. Satan, it only took just a moment for Satan to get a hold of King David. Only took just a moment. One bad decision that he made, the next thing you know, look at the trickle effect it had. It led to adultery. It led to murder. All over just one bad decision. So now you're in there, you've got that piece of paper and you're writing stuff down, God's telling you things, and boy, let me tell you something. There's times you'll see right now, I can show you a whole bunch of where God will fill page, page after page of paper up for me, from Him speaking to me, and I think it's a great and wonderful thing. But like I said, now, when we get through, and we're reading this scripture right here, and we say, dear God, and it says here, I'm over, let's read verse 11 here, it says, and you see, your eyes sent unto David, the ark, and Israel, Judah, abide in tents, and my Lord Joab, and the servants of my Lord are in camp, in the open fields, shall I then go into my house to eat, and to drink, and to lie with my wife as thou livest, as thy soul liveth. I will not do this thing. Okay, you've read God's word. How do you meditate in? Because it's very important. Dear God, I'm listening right now, and I hear you. Meditation is simple as this. God, what are you saying to me right here? Reveal it to me. Write it down when he tells you something. God, 
Are you trying to tell me? As I read this checker right here, check women, are you trying to tell me that I need to stay in the battle? Absolutely. You need to stay in the battle. That's a recipe for success. Right now. You need to read it, study it, you need to digest it, and you need to impart it. What do you mean, Brother Stacy? Let me tell you one thing, and I'll get back to this message. We'll finish this thing up. I'm telling you right now that once you get it in, you need to tell others about it. You need to impart. You need to not, no, don't go to people and brag. Let me tell you, God spoke to me this morning, and uh, he told me to tell you know that, you know, if you want to, if you got somebody you know you can talk to like that, that's fine. But don't go bragging around trying to tell everybody like you're somebody special that God speaks to you. Because, dude, let me tell you something, we all are special in God's eyesight, but God will speak to everybody. He'll speak to anyone who's listening, and right now he's talking. Look around. He's talking. We need to remember some things right now. We need to remember to stay on guard. Satan wants to destroy us. We need to get up every morning. We need to put on that whole armor, like I said. We need to pray. We need to read, digest. We need to impart. We need to study, meditate. As Joshua 1 8 says, the book of this law shall not depart out of my mouth, but shall meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. How many of you would like to be prosperous tonight? Amen. Don't lie. Every one of us, if in our right mind, we'd say you want to be prosperous, especially in spiritual things. Most of you financially too, right? And then thou shalt have good success. Who in here, again, raise a hand. Who in here wants good success? Amen. Those hands that should be up. I tell you tonight, we need to remember that God is with us. And we need to remember, as Romans 8, 31, what should we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? We need to remember not to give place to Satan. As David did. It's just one bad decision he made. And next thing you know, look what happened. Ephesians 4.27 says, Never, neither give place to the devil. We need to remember my recipe. Remember that recipe. Rewind this tape. Whatever you have to do, pause it. Whatever you got to do, write this down. Make sure you get this. Get in your prayer closet. And, and maybe I didn't finish it. When you get up from listening to God, obey it. Whatever he said, do, obey it. I forgot about, maybe I forgot to put that part of the recipe in there. I don't know if I did or not. Uh, obey what God has told you to do. And then, like I said, that's what, then go to work. Oh boy, you think you're going to have a great day at work then. And then, then you're going to come back home and guess what? You're going to do it all over again, day and night. Remember, we need to remember, and that's what I'm coming up with next. We need to remember this from sunup until sundown and beyond <laughs> that we are to stay on guard. And in the battle every day. David just took one little break and it cost him so much. Are we better than King David tonight? Let us learn from King David his mistake. And now more than ever, let's stay in the battle. Dear God, we love you. Thank you for all that you do. I thank you for using me tonight, Father, dear Lord. I pray that I didn't butcher this. I pray that I did you some justice, Father, dear Lord. I pray that I showed people, dear God, a way to be successful. I showed the, merit, the, uh, the, the Christian people, Father, dear Lord, the believers that are out there right now, dear God. Uh, I pray that I showed them, dear God, to stay in the battle. 
And dear God, if there's someone out there right now that has no idea what I'm talking about, if there's someone out, out there right now that says, what do you mean staying in the battle? What are you talking about? Dear God, I pray right now in Jesus' name that that person would call out to you for salvation. I pray right now they'd go get them a Bible. I pray they'd get on the knees. And I pray, dear God, that you'd let them read Romans chapter 10, Father. Let them read the book of Romans, dear God. Let them start out with chapter 10, Father. And take the Roman road, Father, dear Lord, as Pastor Eddie said earlier. Let them call out to you, Father. There's many of people searching for answers right now, Father, dear Lord. Help us to know, dear God, that we just can't ask you to deliver us from this, Father, dear God. We've got to find out why it was placed here to start with. We've got to find out and make some changes, Father, dear God. We need to repent from the sin that we have in our life, Father, dear God. And dear God, save that lost person tonight. Let them call out to you. Let the people struggling, Father, dear Lord, find comfort in your word. Let the people that are backslidden, Father, dear God, get restored here tonight. And I thank you in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, this is Evangelist Stacy Gibson. I thank you for tuning in. I thank you for watching. And this is Community Baptist Church. You can find us at www.communitybaptist132.com. www.communitybaptist132.com. Excuse me, I'll get that up. And hey, I'll have a podcast out here later on today. It's at Anchor. Dot fm forward slash stacy hyphen gibson three remember father son holy ghost that's easy to remember anchor dot fm forward slash stacy hyphen gibson three and check my podcast out and hopefully uh, it won't be as, as a preaching style as this was tonight but uh but it, it, it will be very helpful and, and i always try to give a salvation call as well and thank you and god bless you In the morning, when I rise.